So anyway, before before we start, I just want to encourage you, if you're right close to the end of the year, if you're thinking about doing some donation, please help us with that. We have electrical situations that need to be addressed in all of our buildings, and uh, especially in the main uh, temple, monastery, needs work. Please and thank you. And thank you for just coming to support. Some of you I see here, I've been seeing your faces for years, We've never talked much, but still supportive. If it's supportive to you, it's supportive to everyone. It's uh, not separate. It just might look like it, but it is not. Tonight's Dharma talk will be actually a little bit different. Something we did uh, last, I guess it was Sunday, is a uh, what's called uh, Mountains and Rivers, which means uh, it's just a Q&A, another word for question and response. So it'll just have a date on it. So if it shows up on YouTube as mountains and rivers, it'll be 12, 13, 23. Hopefully, somebody writes that down. And uh, so please, if you have questions, we'll start in the presento. Yes, sir, go ahead. Shota Bowling, when you say, like in the instruction tonight, anything that shows up is what we need to see? Yes. Does that include when we're pushing away what's showing up? Yes, because you're aware that you're doing that. We just have to be aware of it. It's, there's nothing to fix. If you think that's some kind of absolutist statement, then you're misunderstanding, and you could look more closely at the concepts that we're all that we are all obligated to use to use, because we we have to talk. So we're going to say things that that might be uh, uh, assumptions might be made about that. More. Not yet. How's it going? How's it going? Is there a different? <laughs> <laughs> You're, the pole is right there. That's all right. Just uh, don't cross your eyes. Is yes. there is there a difference between meditation and sitting still? Well, sitting still, uh, you you may. Uh, you may in, be more indulgent on your thoughts and your and ruminations uh, about what's happening, what's going, what you should do about what she said, or you might get more uh, you might get get more magnetized or or drawn into the stories. Whereas if you the instruction is to watch what moves, and also you've heard me say, don't add, subtract, divide, don't do anything with it, don't add on to it. But if you if you find yourself spontaneously adding on or commenting, then you need to watch or observe that also. So just sitting still is, I'm not saying that that wouldn't work uh, with maybe with some people as an instruction, maybe. Um, is there something else you'd like to know that I've missed in my response? I think my question is in the area of how much effort or tension to put into returning to not adding subtracting. Uh, that's that's what I'm saying. It's so different with each person. Some people's the form of suf of suffering that some people are going through is they might be sitting right next to you, but it's very much different than the other person. <clears throat> Has to be. We have to do it ourselves individually. That's why the blanket teachings work to some extent to get us going. But at some point, you need to to customize it yourself. I wouldn't go too far and think you're in charge have you only meditated for eight or nine years that's too quick you need to do this a lot a lot 
Don't don't do anything unless you have to. Go ahead. If it shows up as though I'm forgetting the instruction, as though I've lost the intention, is that not enough effort? That's awareness. And there's there's a kind of a conclusion going on there, but it doesn't sound like it's heavy on the identity of someone who's concluding. It's just simply a conclusion, much different than someone who is concluding something with some kind of agenda behind behind what they're going to do, how they're going to operate, how they're going to clean up their act and all that other baloney. But just to see that you're concluding is just awareness. That doesn't, there, there is no solid being anywhere. So that's why you, you don't have to go in and remove the ego or something like that. You just have to see it. And it takes time to see it. We spend a lot of time, energy, trying to push away aggression what's happening in our mind, trying to explain, justify, blame, uh, several other words that apply in the area of the one of the three poisons, which is called passion, the emotions, grasping, clinging, clinging to something, hanging on, passion, passion, passion. And then, of course, the third one is ignorance or distracting yourself, turning away or looking to some, just uh, could be any number of uh, structures happen there. and. And different with everyone. There could be similarities, but you have to do this yourself. This is why it's important to have a teacher who can meet you in the middle of your manure field without fixing you or giving you a bunch of things so you won't feel so bad. That doesn't mean that they wouldn't tell you something. Maybe there is something. As in Atisha's Seven Points of Mind Training, uh, he quite often, especially in the relative bodhicitta, he quite often addresses ways that you can work with different kinds of negativity. So it is done. It has been done. I might do some of that individually. If you're sitting in front of me in the in the hojo and you're having a particular kind of difficulty, it's very likely that I might give you some specific direction about it. But if I never see you, then you're not going to get that direction. Does that mean you're doing something wrong? No, there are no mistakes. You're doing exactly what you need to do. Buying into it any other direction just reinforces the negativity, reinforces the relative uh, truth as being uh, superior to uh, a fundamental understanding of what this is and what is it. It's not separate. No separate items, people, thoughts, emotions, anywhere. Nor is it one thing. Take no position. Just receive. That's why you have all these receivers. Have you noticed the sense of seeing can't produce sights? Sense of smell doesn't create fragrances. Sense of hearing does not produce sounds. The sense of thinking does not produce thoughts. And if you think it does, you're going to be trapped by it. And why am I snickering? Because it's so obvious. I'm not saying you might not have to look at this and look at the wall and watch your own mind stream flow this way and that way and this way and that way for a long time before you see that it is unreal. That is not a conclusion. You stick your uh, hand in extremely hot water. You don't conclude that it's hot. It's hot. Yes. Was it about with the instruction not to put posting notes on everything, or or to just not push pull or look away? Yeah. Is the intention to look for that to try to find ourselves doing that? Say more. Well, sometimes it just. 
looks like nothing very remarkable is happening on the cushion. Yeah. And I wonder if I'm just not. That's awareness. Or... No, you're, you're doing fine. Just continue to do that. That will not last. I mean, that might persist for uh, 15 or 16 months. It could persist for years, but it won't last. This is why this is why I say don't do anything unless you have to. This allows you to actually just hold your damn seat instead of we're sitting. Well, I've been med meditating for three and a half months now, and I feel worse than I ever did. That's why you need a teacher. It's like someone climbing a mountain. They go 38 feet up the side of the mountain, and it's a quarter of a mile up the side of that mountain. And they say, what? I'm not at the top of the mountain yet. Maybe I should go back. Maybe I shouldn't even do this. And perhaps you should not. But if you're, once you start, just better to finish. Just keep going. It's your mountain. It's your interior pile of stuff that you need to wade through, walk through, climb. That's the teaching person. He, she, they, if they're, if they're a true teacher, someone who's seeing this, smelling it, tasting it, thinking it, who can't get away from the truth no matter what, no matter how much relative truth pulls them this way or pushes them that way in the form of their thoughts, their emotions, their life stream, or their students. You can't budge something that uh, is not, that does not actually exist. You can't move it. You can't affect it. But it doesn't miss anything because it is consciousness only, showing up in the form of a separate, a separated being. Do the three poisons always show up with a comment, a thought? Most usually, wouldn't you say, in your experience? I'm, I'm not sure. Sometimes it seems like there's just an energy or an emotional, I, yeah, without any content. And I wonder if that's also the three poisons. Yes. It's like a lot of negativity without any story sometimes can feel like depression. We don't know what it is. We don't know why. It doesn't have a why or wherefore. It's just, it just sucks. So we might, if we're, we don't have a path, we don't have uh, the support of this uh, spiritual path, we go to mundane ways to work with that, you can, it, you can affect a change there. There are techniques and all kinds of techniques, uh, excuse me, since the, the early psychologists, psychoanalysts and so on, Freud, Adler, G.G. <laughs> Young, et cetera since they came and started to look more directly at how to work with this mind stream. So there are techniques to work with that. Mark? So if attention of some kind shows up, that's just sort of visceral, but there's no particular object, is that still passion or aggression? I wouldn't know how to identify that. Probably. There's no object, but there's some, there's some kind of uh, uh, irritation or, or, or uh, abrasion or some, some kind of stickiness or something very hot or something very cold or sharp or biting. All those textural statements may show up without a content or like a storyline about it. Needs to be seen. Just be aware of it. Don't push it away. Do nothing with it. Especially don't do something like, why am I feeling that way? 
might take you a few, a few years, might take any of us a few years to just stop giving uh, free reign to the ego. Why am I doing this? Because an answer will come back and it is circular and it'll be similar to what I'm about to say. Because. Well, because why? Well, because she said, he said, they said, you did, you didn't, you should have, you shouldn't have. We buy into relative truth. It's all over the place. We all we all experience some of this. Everyone in here that I've talked to, I've not talked to all of you, but I've talked to most of you. Everyone's experiencing some kind of difficulty that seems to have some kind of a cause. But if you if you buy into that and think that you're having that experience, this is the very nature of delusion to believe in a separate self and to believe in a separate other, just because. You believe the, the illusion. It's that powerful. It's extremely powerful. And, and you can't do away with it. You can't get rid of it because it's unreal. It needs to be, you need to see through it and see that it, it is unreal. There are teachers out there, not just Buddhists, they're in other traditions, Advaita or non-dual, Vedanta, other forms that I don't even know about, but are talking about this is, you're not separate from anything, but just the just the, um, the the concept of that isn't enough. There needs to be, as is said in the Yogacara tradition, I believe that's the, the tradition. Uh, there needs to be a turning around at the basis of consciousness, uh, of some kind basis of consciousness that is providing us with all this stuff, memories, this and that and the other, opinions. There needs to be a turning a turning about there. Fundamentally, nothing happens, but turning about is a way of talking about it. More. When you encourage us to be aware of passion, aggression, and ignorance, yes. does that mean we need to be able to, uh, to recognize something as one of those? A little bit, but not much. It, it'll just, you study this enough, you'll just see what is pushing, which is aggression, or what is pulling which is passion, or what is shutting down or turning away or distracting yourself. And they can show up combinations of that. The important thing to see is that whatever shows up, you don't want it. Or whatever shows up, you want more of it. Or you want less of it. Or you don't want to be bothered by it. Those are three poisons. Those three are what the second noble truth is about. The first one is life of suffering or difficulty or pain, discomfort, dissatisfaction. Don't like it, don't want it, don't want to be here. And, and it comes up in different packages. And the why there that the Buddha shared with us 2,500 years ago is we want something else, simply put. Desire. The desire may be aggressive stuff. It may be passionate, grasping, clinging, greedy, greedy stuff. It may be um, some kind of just not wanting this, so just distracting yourself. Let's think, think about something else. More. Mm -hmm. In my words, I think you said that there are emotional dynamics that I haven't seen clearly. Do I need to step into those somehow? The way you're asking the question and the way we've talked about this before, I would say no. It's just a matter of just continue to go. Now, that may show up spontaneously. Then that's that's a different thing. Then then you just need to be aware of that. 
But as far as me telling you, giving you directions, the most powerful direction I can give to you is train your mind, see the truth yourself, take it to the wall. Don't believe your thoughts. Don't disbelieve your thoughts, which is another form of belief, thinking they're unreal, pushing them away or trying to make some kind of excuses about it. Just receive as much as you can. More? It seems like often those are unpleasant, and so I want to avoid them. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder if that's just something to look at. Yes. Yeah. Don't don't push them away. Don't do anything with them. It's it's an it's a a, a deeper, uh, closer understanding of the word responsibility, and not, you're not to blame. It's just that it's in your consciousness. In other words, this body mind complex. That, that has just consciousness that's working through this by receiving very little producing going on. If you're receiving that you're hungry and you might get some food. If you're receiving it, something is about to threaten you, you might run away. Uh, you might uh, stop that situation. Many things that will happen that will happen situationally because the consciousness is has a, a temporary and unreal location in a, in a human form. But it's unreal. It's, it's realistic. This is why it's so entertaining for us to watch a movie about, let's say, it might be very entertaining to watch a movie about an adventure where people are getting murdered. Well, it's a movie. It's unreal. So we, we somehow that have some entertainment quality. Some people don't want to do that. Some people cannot watch a horror movie because it's just too scary, even though they know it's unreal. But it's not entertainment to those people. They don't want to watch that. Are you one of those? No. So is uh, Uno, and who else did I talk to recently? Didn't want to watch scary movies. Oh, that's right, it's me. I don't like to watch them either. They are scary. Uh, can you watch a Stephen King movie all the way through uh, without running to the refrigerator, pretending you're just hungry when really you can't stand that next scene? Come on, you guys. It's scary. A really well done movie like that just takes you right out of your seat, right into that movie. There's several of them out there that are extremely powerful. Yes. What about you? Um, tell us to get to know ourselves. Yes. Is that getting to know the illusion? Or, yeah, uh, whole is thing. that the same thing? Whole thing. You'll some of you'll you'll look at that you'll think is not an illusion. That's you, and then other parts will be more changing or seem to be wobble a lot more. So you that's probably the illusion that's been being pointed to by either by this person or the teachings themselves. So you don't have to get rid of something that's unreal. You just need to see that it's unreal, and the. The main misunderstanding or mistaken identity is to think there's a solid beam. I, there's a being here with hands who can do this and with eyes, nose, tongue, body, mind, all of that. But there's no solid. The consciousness that is here is not an identity. It's not a person. and doesn't even belong to anyone. It's just kind of on loan to this body, mind, or on loan to this body. Mind. But when the body, mind, in uh, 20 minutes dies or in uh, 100 years, like we just heard, who was the um, the fellow who just passed away? It was a hundred years old. The Kissinger, huh? Kissinger, Kissinger. Yeah, 
kind of a very confused person who lived to be 100. Did Kissinger go away? Kissinger is still abusing somebody somewhere, probably, but just doing it in a, an intermediate state or in uh, the realm of hell. Is that is that happening? I don't know. I don't need to know that. What I what I need to know is, can I help you? I'm here to help you, and and I'm not, but I'm not here to sell you anything or convince you of anything. You need to bring your own curiosity, your own intelligence, your own prajna or wisdom mind in, here in this uh, arena or uh, the three of the three jewels, the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha. Like about a minute ago, you brought up turning around of faces. Yes. It sounds like some kind of rotation. It know. does. What is that describing? It's just something that they're trying to describe that I don't know what else to do with it other than try to use it. Nothing really happens. That's why it's so difficult to explain this or track this down or put this in a book or something. That's why the book that I have, the 108 Meditations, most of the book is telling you how to see this, not telling you what it is. There's a few chapters that talk about that, but most of it is sit down, hold still, watch what is happening with the movement of the mind so that you can eventually see that what you are watching is an illusion and that which is watching it is consciousness only. It is not a person. You have to see it. Yes, go ahead. The idea of something turning around makes me think of an eyeball seeing itself. Mm -hmm. Is it pointing at something like that? A little, excuse me, a little bit. That that area that we call the Alaya Vijnana or Vijnana is uh, it's not, doesn't have any location particularly, but we, we need to talk about it a little bit because things that we remember are coming from somewhere and things that just show up out of nowhere that are triggered by this or by that that don't have any present energy here, but have a ton of energy coming through our through our mind stream from, from where? Doesn't seem to be a location. So what we do, if it's intense and it's painful or scary or whatever, we'll get a, give it a location right here and we'll actually give it a cause. We can attribute what that negative feeling can be the way that person looked at me or what that person did at work the other day. When I was trying to do this, they interrupted me or interfered with what I was trying to do or understand. Very, very difficult. And there's no way you can, you can, maybe a little bit, you might be able to talk yourself out of that. Maybe a therapist possibly could help you see where you're uh, creating a lot of chaos in your mind. Do you Are you able to do that with clients you have sometimes? In some ways. Amazed, but if they're not really ready to meditate, you can't necessarily suggest that to them. You could, but it's, uh, then you've got, then you have to, support them you have to be their meditation teacher for the next 30 years or something yes you and i this question kind of inspired by a movie um that i watched this weekend and what is it <clears throat> it was called a tiger in paradise a tiger in paradise okay yeah and i was wondering if if we can't see things how they are, or if, like the refusal of ignorance to see things how they are, is something that we we pass on to our children and to to young people. Is there some sort of generational almost transaction happening there in our just refusal to see? Probably some there because they're 
patterning patterning themselves after your life and getting uh, their values from you to some extent and from this culture, the society, and so on. But everyone has their own susceptibility to this and their own uh, their own um, ability ability to see through that and not necessarily buy into what society is saying. Right now, the whole culture is pretty crazy. It's pretty divided, as we know. As far as right or wrong, it's uh, quite a magnet to draw us this way or draw us into that way. But I think there's some of that happening. It's so complicated that you can't really say, well, if, you're, if your parents did this and this and this, then you're going to pass that on to your children. No, I, I certainly never lifted my hand to my children, and I, I got the opposite treatment. So I've said that before, but that's so you could say if you wanted to write a book about it, you could say because I got that, I didn't do that. So I had to really get that. I mean, uh, you could go on and write all kinds of stage plays for that, and I'm sure it's it's been done all all over. It's what is called drama. More about something more specific. You're thinking of? Um, not exactly, but beyond that, I know. I'm wondering. How does taking our own, I guess you would say, salvation into our own hands affect the, the, I don't know, the liberation of all beings? Well, ultimately, you aren't separate from anybody, no matter how evil they are, no matter how saintly they are. Not separate. Consciousness belongs to no one. Do not believe what I'm saying. I'm not asking for belief. I don't want any followers. I'm not going anywhere. I don't need any club members. We don't even have membership here. There's no, there's no dues. That doesn't mean we don't need help. We need a lot of help. So, but it needs to be, it needs to be a mutual understanding. And so what you're asking about, I would say just do the best you can to see the truth, your, truth yourself and don't do anything you don't have to do. Look at it closely. Go slow. Have the traditional word is patience. That means you're not doing much. Yoon bowing. Why would anybody want to wake up and see that their life is not their own? Um, they probably wouldn't. Most people would like to, as you probably noticed, billions of people would rather just bury their heads in their culture, the sand, until bombs start falling on them. And then they might have to do something different. There are people hiding out right in uh, in this country. They're not there's no not uh, recently not been any really heavy threat since uh, probably World War II. All the other wars have been uh, were in a distance. Where that one was almost slipped into our back pocket at some point. So why would anyone want to see that? Um, the why is maybe goes beyond the way in which you're asking the question. People want the truth. You wouldn't be here if you didn't want to really know what this is for yourself. There's no promotion going on here. You see me promoting anything other than you find out. And you ask me, how do I do that? Sit down, hold still, and watch the insanity in your own mind. I might, so I might use the word insanity. I might not. I might say, watch the confusion. I might say, watch the conflict. I might I might even say, watch the... the uh, Conflicting emotions 
I like it. If people will even come out and say, well, a part of me wants this and a part of me wants that. Well, technically, what is that? Is that schizophrenia or what? No, I don't know what it is. I'm not a psychologist, but I can tell you what it is using common, ordinary language. Confusion and probably a lot of suffering or grief or feeling just miserable about something that is in your mind stream that you can't find a cause for anywhere unless you think you're the way you were treated by your mom or your dad or your culture or something is that they're the, to blame for how you feel. And there are people who do that and will go out and harm other people, will harm a whole race of people or a whole religious orientation because they think they're to blame for how I feel. What? Not about that. Anything. Okay. Being bowing, I'm wondering when we ask the question, what is this? Um, and... And there it is. Um, you described the other day about how we can see like the surface of it. Yes. And then, so I'm wondering, what is the depth quality and the surface quality of asking what is what is this? Okay, so first of all, there's no depth until you see what it is. And then there's still no depth. So first of all, there's no depth. You, you see the, the, what it is. And then... In the interim, you start to have the impression you're starting to get somewhere. And then you see what it is and you realize there's no depth. So you, you have to leave home. You have to leave your the, the structure of your beliefs and your, your attachment to things in order to see fundamentally what this is. And uh, what it is fundamentally actually is ultimate understanding that's sometimes called enlightenment or realization or seeing your true nature. If you see that, you won't have seen anything. Because if you see something, it won't last. It's relative truth. It's a spiritual path. You can do this. If you're interested, I will help you. If you're not interested, you know what my comment is on that. Go do something else. Go find something that's meaningful. It's perhaps your life is meant to do something else. Maybe you're meant to be here for uh, two years, and now you need to go do something else. I won't interfere with your karma without your permission. But if you come in here, then there's going to be some inter interference because what I'm seeing is uh, uh, people's minds spin and they hurt themselves and they hurt others. And if, if, if you realize who you are, you will not do, you won't, because everywhere you look, you'll see yourself. You wouldn't hurt, you wouldn't walk down the street, you wouldn't cross the ocean with uh, Bradley fighting vehicles and harm other people. It's like cutting off your fingers. You're not going to do that everywhere you look. This is you everywhere, it's you. It's not something to believe. You have to actually see that. If you see it, then the past and the future are gone. And you just understand it and you function appropriately. When I say appropriately, what do I mean? You meet things where they're at. Sometimes you meet things where they're at. And you need to keep right on going. Sometimes you meet things or people where they're at, and you need to turn right and devote all your time to helping that person. But the, but thoughts will not lead to that appropriateness. You know why? Because they go in circles. Should I use a, a lower voice? Because they go in circles. Circled. Why because? Why because? Why because? The whole world is working on that all the time. Praise and blame. Praise and blame. Hope and fear. Hope and fear. Hope and fear. Duality. You don't have to do that. 
but it might take you a while uh, looking at the duality in your own mind before you see that that which is observing the duality is uh, not participating. It's not accepting, it's not rejecting, and it's not turning away. This is your, your, your innate Buddha nature, awakened nature. Who you are never sleeps. The body goes to sleep. Who you are never, never, never sleeps. Don't believe anything I say. I might be totally confused here, and you would make, be making a mistake to come this way. Is that kind of reverse seduction? Like I say, don't come this way, but I know you might. And you bring some money with you. Yes. More? If you see what this is, you won't care what happens. But if you see what this is, you will have un unending compassion for everyone. Unending. Just like you have compassion, natural compassion for your daughter. <clears throat> it's natural. You don't have to crank it up. That happens in every direction. Even, even more so, perhaps, than your daughter because she's doing fine. You see what I'm saying? You, it just extends. You don't see separate people anymore. You just see yourself everywhere, just like you see yourself in your children. Only it's it's overwhelming. <clears throat> if it if it showed up as a feeling, it would you might not live through it. That kind of compassion may not come into into uh, the conscious mind. Like uh, I think I'm hungry. I think I'll get go get a sandwich. That still will operate, but the kind of wisdom and compassion that is. Uh, that you are not separate from may not show up in this human form as some kind of experience of being wise. More? Go ahead. Um, Beyond Bowing, I, I think it's interesting that you use being a mother as an example of compassion because I think it's not unlike mothers or a lot of mothers that I've met to have a lot of guilt for what looks like doesn't look like compassion a lot of the time. Sure. So I'm just using it as a, generally speaking, you know, uh, it's it, it a way of talking about it. Obviously there are going to be some mothers who maybe because of the way they were treated or the kind of upbringing or who knows what causes and conditions are behind that. Where sometimes someone who is a parent is actually ends up not being so kind to their children. That, that is very, very complicated karma and cannot be repaired or fixed has to be seen you have to see it so be responsible for it rather than like i did at one time actually blamed my stepfather for mistreating me now i can see that he was he was uh, it was his karma he just had he didn't have any any opportunity to go any deeper into his mind stream and if it was presented to him it might not have been his lifetime was probably not about that he would not it would not show up as an opportunity this is why we say free and well-favored. You're free to come to a meeting like this, and you're well-favored in that you actually are open enough to listen to what is being said without just coming to a conclusion. So, well, this is crazy. That guy saying, don't believe anything I say. Well, what the hell is that about? Who's he trying to fool? <laughs> and they could go another way. Should they? Of course. Not ready for this. I'm not here to butter anybody up about anything. But also, I don't want to be 
mean or disrespectful to anyone either. So we need to really meet people's people in their confusion if we're going to accept them. And if we haven't met ourselves in our confusion, if we're not responsible for what, what this lifetime is, I'm not saying believing in a self or feeling validated or justified or vindicated or any of those other words. Actually, really see who you are, that you are not separate. You're not a separate being. You see that, you'll stop <laughs> fighting with yourself and your own interior warfare, and the warfare out in the world will come to an end. Because instead of seeing an enemy, when someone acts this way, or whether whether you're projecting on them, or whether they actually are creating a bunch of chaos in front of you that's destructive, you also see much more deeply into it that they're also suffering and trying to cover up their suffering by some of their activities more. No, thank you. Thank you. Anyone on Zoom? We have a few minutes left. Junchu. Junchu bowing. If certain situations trigger intense emotions, if I were to see more clearly what is um, maybe the structure of of what's causing that emotion to be triggered, would that um, lessen the intensity of the reaction? Not necessarily. Uh, you could spend your whole life, uh, as people do, uh, you could spend your whole life trying to figure it out and see what's causing it. It's not the trigger is just this happens, that happens, this happens, and the, the resonant of this particular trigger or this activity shows up and it actually triggers things that are hidden in your in deeper layers of your consciousness that you're safe from as long as nothing triggers it. But when something triggers it, instead of seeing that as an opportunity and being grateful to that person for helping you see your intense buried bullshit, instead we want to fight with them because they've made us feel bad. They've triggered that. And so that's why every once you have a true teacher, then everything becomes your teacher. It just takes a while because everything is telling you that. And it, but it just tells you in different ways. Sometimes it can feel very confusing to have a, a triggered emotion uh, show up and feel helpless because you have this intense negative feeling that wouldn't have been there if she, they, them, or this situation had not showed up, then you wouldn't be feeling that. So that's a way of looking at it, uh, which reifies, substantiates, and validates relative truth. Well, if that didn't happen, this wouldn't happen. But the, even the Buddha said, when this happens, uh, this happens. If this happens, then that's going to happen. When this happens, it's just a way of saying, a simple way of talking about dependent origination. You, you cannot stop it. You might be able to hide out for, for, from it the rest of your life by finding something to distract yourself. Just dedicate yourself to making violins. Is there anything wrong with making violins? No. What an amazing craft to do that. But you could just absorb yourself in that. Is that wrong? Not at all. But that, whatever is happening in that life, if that is being used to cover up things by hiding out in your craft, uh, also not wrong. It's just that uh, you won't, you won't uh, uh, realize your true nature, more than likely, unless I'm missing something there. And I could be. Probably am. Uh, come to think of it, I'm totally wrong. Now that I think about it. Forget everything I said. If you can. 
Aren't you bowing? Yes. The, the more we're able to um, just feel or just look at the intense emotions that get triggered. Yeah. Yes. Does that, um, is it almost like helping them run out of steam? I think, I think there's something to that. And you wouldn't be able to even state it that way if you hadn't noticed that if you just watch it, you don't, you don't take, you don't lock and load. You don't go to war with the trigger. Uh, you know, as is sometimes said in uh, uh, other venues, don't don't blame the messenger for what for the message. Don't don't fight with the messenger. But you you the, the fundamental misunderstanding there, and you've heard me say this before, and I'll say it again: is that there's no solid being. It's misunderstanding that there's someone. But instead of seeing that, we have we just reify the someone and empower the, the illusion of a separate being who is not going to put up with that, a separate being who is not going to take that and will blame, uh, will use the consciousness, whatever arises in the consciousness, to, to personalize it. Like if you feel anger, you I'm the one who's angry, and it's caused by him or by her or by that situation. We just continue to rewrite that scenario over and over and over again, harming ourselves, at least causing some sadness and grief and harming others when when it's when there's no solid being there and there's no solid self there's no solid other it has to be seen you can you can talk about it conceptually which is people do there are lots of teachings that talk about this and some of them talk about it in a really amazing way uh, very magnetizing and uh, some people that are talking this way seem like they're they're saying the truth it looks like that what they're talking about is true for them but whether they can help you with that um, that's hard to say they they may and they may not have to have a pretty good connection with the teacher thank you thank you zeb is asking uh, what do you mean by it when you say lead with the awareness so leading with the awareness is something I say often, as Zeb is uh, asking about, and it, it the, the simple way of talking about it is our our thinking process is muscle bound. You know, we we want to think about everything all the time. We're always operating out of uh, some kind of uh, low level paranoia. It doesn't mean we feel afraid of anything, but we're all everything is kind of suspect. Why anybody's looking a certain way, acting a certain way, it's kind of suspect. So we're leading, we're leading, we're protecting ourselves with our thought pro process. We're actually projecting onto things rather than receiving them as they are, which is you don't know what they are. You don't know what anybody is, who anybody is. If you think you know who anybody is, you're you're looking at your projection. We think we own our projections. And instead of realizing that those those uh, situations are definitely risen, they don't belong to anyone. And if you if you realize it, then the projection may come and may go. But since you don't believe it, you don't disbelieve it, you don't ignore it, it's like clouds in the sky. It may have a sharp edge. Clouds usually don't have that, but it may still carry some kind of a power, weight, or momentum. But you're not interested anymore. You've seen that. You're not interested in that. You're not going to be um, not going to be subdued by your emotional dynamics. David is asking. David Curtis, yes. sometimes I get angry when my mind wanders during meditation. Is it all right to channel that anger into intention, looking at the wall? 
I wouldn't go that far. Don't get too complicated. Just just watch the anger. It's just whatever rises, it's free game, to use the hunting metaphor. Whatever rises, just receive. Whatever goes away, just watch it. If it comes back, just observe. Just don't do anything with it. If anger comes up, don't fix that. Just receive the anger. Don't leave it to, to go to what caused it, even though you can. Then if you do spontaneously leave it for something else, then just observe that. Anyone in here? Anyone else online? When you said lead with awareness, is it something that we can do off the cushion, bowing? I think it starts to happen spontaneously, and it can show up. The way it will show up is the the part of the mind that we call the ego or the self-centered mind, the hope and fear base, the area where we're, we don't want to be wrong, we don't want to be embarrassed, we don't want to do any do anything that that uh, uh, looks funny, or someone notices that we're, we made a mistake. We feel self-conscious about that. We want to cover up the mistake or not make the mistake or or hide ego. And so leading with the awareness means that you are no longer, uh, I wouldn't say you're completely fearless, but you're since there's no strong self-centeredness anymore, you're able to, you're free. You actually can go here, go there. You can, you can, you, if you start to get irritated with something, you're not concerned about, oh, people, uh, you're a fully ordained uh, transmitted priest. You can't get angry. Well, uh, watch me. I have some people actually have left me as a teacher because I'm too cranky and too ornery. Does that mean they, they're missing something? I don't know. It's their, it's their karma. They're doing whatever they need to do. And they should do it. They should do whatever they need to do. Go ahead. Ondo you say everything that the teacher does is a teaching. If you're a student. But if, if you're, you're a student of the teacher? Fine. It, student of everything. That's why you need the teacher so you can, so the teacher, he, she, they can introduce you to your world and show you that everything that's happening to you is teaching you. Receive, receive, receive. You, all of your sense fields, none of them produce anything. Even the even the um, thinking process is not a production of somebody because there isn't anyone there. It's dependently risen, just like sounds are. A lot more complicated. Uh, sound is a lot more com complicated in some ways than, uh, say, a thought, but they're not that different. It's produced out of dependent origination. If you realize that there's no one here, then you you can really function even more like appear like a self. People will think, well, you're acting pretty egotistical yourself. Crazy wisdom form of the Buddhas of the three times. Crazy wisdom. It's crazy because it doesn't look like wisdom. It looks crazy. Find out. Don't take my word for anything. I had a, I had a teacher who helped me with that many years ago. Long gone, Chogyam Trungpa. Yes. So when we uh, react with pride being hurt, uh, how do we, in that moment, see it as a teaching rather than be absorbed in our emotional response? See that you're absorbed in your emotional response rather than jump out of that and try to laminate it with some kind of thought process about it. Follow me. Oh, Dubai, it seems a lot easier said than done when you're it's, yes, it is fully engaged in that emotion. Now look what you're saying. You're describing something that you're very aware of. Can't ask that question. So you're 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 on the side of the mountain. You use that image. 
you're not done yet. Keep going, keep going. The way, you're, the way your question works, I see how you're looking at that. But it, what happens is if there's some kind of a, accomplishment mentality happening here, then we keep trying to see why we don't get it because we we understand it. You just ask a question. Like you said, easier said than done. It is because it's not something you do. That's relative truth. It's something you do. You get a degree. You study. You pass the test. You get a PhD or whatever you might get. So that's something you can do. This is a spiritual path, something you have to be aware of. And that awareness goes on forever. It's called Vipassana, Maha Vipassana. These are just traditional words that talk about the nature of consciousness, the nature of awareness. Oh, divine. So is there something that we can actually do, though, when we see that we're reacting, we're 100% or 150% involved in that emotion. How when's the last time that happened to you? Last night. Okay. What'd you do about it? I came into the Zendo and sat here, even though part of me wanted to part of you? Yes. Which part? part of me. So which part was looking at the other part? Was there a two part one part looking at the other part? Aren't you a therapist? Yeah. <laughs> everybody That's in you everyone in you is grinning by the way. And it looks like everybody <laughs> Zoom is grinning too. So, no, I'm, I mean it. Tell me, tell me. So, it almost seemed like there was a uh, part of me wanted to yes. see this as a teaching, and part of me wanted to just sink into that emotion and just yeah. go down it. that drain. Yeah, and it's you're. What your response, everyone can relate to this in some way. We get into something, we can kind of see some kind of understanding about it, but we just can't do it because we're so saturated with emotion and just uh, sometimes, maybe not in your case, but sometimes just hatred. Just hate this. We're just sick of it. We're tired of it. It's uh, We get disgusted with samsara because it's just such a labyrinth of passion, aggression, ignorance, hope and fear, pride, jealousy, envy. And this is what's happening all over the world. A lot of people don't really realize that that's what's operating everything because they have an overlaying explanation for why they're doing things. It's a politics. It's their political orientation. It's their prejudice against uh, different groups of people. And they just use that. There's no, there's no mind training there at all. Whereas you, in this situation where you're being encouraged to look at this, you run right into it in the Zendo, sitting down, holding still. You're watching at the conflict in the mind. And this is the ones who are creating the conflict in the world, the ones that are sent, sending uh, arms uh, across the water to murder people. Pretty heartbreaking. On the other hand, the causes and conditions that gets that get our whole country into that kind of thing are it's too complicated. One person can't necessarily just turn it around. So there's no praise, no blame. It's just heartbreaking to see. And I would say, if you're listening to me, train your mind. You may have to join this movement or that movement or vote this way or vote that way, but find out who you are so you don't take your unexamined passion, aggression, and ignorance and impose it on anyone. Yeah. Devon, you told me that it was an opportunity for me to see that I do not have control. It was. But what was happening in the Zendo is trying to control, trying to stop one and join the other. 
picking and choosing. So it seems like you're saying that we need to fail. Or I think you said that before. We need Probably. Really no failure. It's a, it's a, it's a fun, it's not, there's no one who surrenders, but it's, it's a fundamental surrendering. That's pretty heartbreaking, but you can, it's not something you can do. It's just a, something that just eventually comes about. And it comes about through awareness, through being aware of the polarity in your mind. You are creating this polarity. You are pushing away uh, from this and pulling on that passion, aggression. And the, in, in the interim, there's where ignorance comes in where you just stop looking at the whole thing and go have a sandwich or go for a walk. More? So is that at that point, we can see the illusion operating? At what point? When we're, I'm sitting here looking at the wall and watching that. See the illusion, but don't come to a conclusion about it. Like, I've got to stop deluding myself. Just receive the illusion. <clears throat> receive the clarity about the illusion. Don't do anything with it. It's it's really none of your business, but it it feels like it's claws going down your back. It feels like it because it's feels personal because we think we are somebody going somewhere. Big misunderstanding. More. So you're also saying get to know yourself. What are we looking for in that moment when we say get to know yourself? The only the only teaching I have there. You might be able to find something else I've said, but just watch what moves. Sit down, hold, take everything that you think of as you, hold as still as you can without being rigid and without being too artificial, and just watch what the mind continues to do. And do that from now on, ball gazing. It's like Bodhidharma back in the, what, the fifth century, looked at a wall for nine years. That's not very long. And at the end of nine years, he saw. You don't know. Illusion. We don't know. We really don't know. If you read his, uh, the tra translations of his work, uh, if those are his, uh, somebody's understood something. If you read those uh, translations, when you are, and I with some help with a native speaker or studying those in Chinese. We've been working on them for years. We just still don't know what we're doing, do we? When you know. <laughs> is it helping? I don't know. Is more? Is there a fine? Yes. Jeez, am I? When you say just hang out off the cushion, is yes. returning to the intention off the cushion a cover up? I I think it's so different with each person. I mean, for some people, it could be. Uh, I'm, I'm saying that that's that really is up to you. The most important thing that I can tell you that you should do, get to the cushion. You already do that. Get to the cushion. Hold still. Come to the book studies. Study the Dharma with Sangha and with the teacher as much as the situation allows. And ours is a pretty good one here from the ones I've seen. So I, I would say it's uh, there's no standard for it where I would say you would always do that, but there might be sometimes when because you're there, you're looking at it. You have that question now, so you probably had that question in the situation that showed up. And there may be a time when when it would work one way, and another time when it would work another way. 
just based on all the, the the variables that could happen in those two those two situations, two different times that look very similar, but are not exactly similar. So that's why I would say uh, you look at it. And you, if you if you need some help, I can tell you the help I can give you. Don't do anything else you have to. So, and that's a, we talk about this quite a bit, about the, the way in which you practice. Uh, if I talk to anybody for very long, we talk about your specific practice and how you're working with this. And the way you work with things is different than others. The way others are working with things is different than what you're doing. Not better, not worse. Yes. Jan from Germany asks, I'm dealing with schizophrenia 20 years. Last 10 years meditating. Now everything falls down on me because a social worker just effed me up. I feel completely lost. Can you give me some advice? Uh, there's, there's a whole lot that I don't know about you. I would need to know a little bit more. But uh, uh, I could ask right now, are you practicing eyes open meditation? Shikantaza or something close to eyes open. No response. Well, there's a two minute delay between. That's a long time. That's I mean, you know, I could have died. <laughs> we have to ask one of these guys. <laughs> I'm not going to die yet. I got I got a few more. A few more moments. Is that sound hole? No. <laughs> Sano, I know you can't see me right now because you're sitting behind Freedom Mountain, but I can see you. <laughs> yeah, there's your hand waving. Did he come back yet? Do you want to ask his questions for him? Uh, what was your question? What was his question? Um, dealing with schizophrenia? No. I practice, but currently not practicing much. Is that what he said? Yeah, so he did not clarify whether it was uh, eyes right. open or not. That's a very important. I mean, it's not if you have eyes your open. eyes open. Good, good. And uh, but he doesn't say or they. Is it is it a man? J A N, Jan. Jan, German. German. He's actually he says he's Czech. Okay, so. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm happy to I'm not trying to do anything other than respond to you, but I, I can't. I might have some things to say about that if I knew more about your situation, because it would be it would show up differently. Uh, some people I would tell them immediately, immediately go into a solitary retreat, be by yourself for ten days, two weeks, but practice in a certain way. And other people, I would tell you to stop meditating and just just deal with therapy. Another person. Uh, another person I might say, find a different therapist. Uh, there's just, there's so many, uh, uh, there are countless things I would say to someone. And how do I know that? Because because I've talked, you know, I haven't talked to countless people. Although I can't count very well. <laughs> Only Sano can have that kind of a chuckle. Is there nothing else? Anything, anyone else? Does anyone else have a, I can, I'm happy to go on, but I'm also, since we've been doing this for an hour, I'd like to say, I don't mind staying here and uh, responding to questions if you have them. I'd also say that I'm fine if you, anyone in the Zendo wants to leave and go somewhere else, 
have something else to do because an hour is up uh, or people online want to go a different direction that's fine if you close down your screen and go and those of you who want to stay i can stay another 10 or 15 minutes oh everyone just left <laughs> yes I wanted to ask a little more about returning the intention off the cushion. Go ahead. It looks like there's some quality of maintenance, some quality of credentialing, but also just some quality of intention and wanting to receive. Uh -huh. So what is not doing anything with what's arising in returning to that intention? Uh, it's, it's very hard to, for me to come up with a, 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 um, a description that that I can be sure that you're understanding uh, thank you uh, you're understanding what um, or that I'm understanding what you're saying uh, clearly enough that I can respond in a way way that would be helpful to you so I'm not could you say a little bit more about it now take another <clears throat> trip by it. it looks like returning to that intention is showing up and so I'm wondering if not doing anything is just relating to that intention showing up or if that intention showing up is already adding something on so I don't know if I can go into the either or part of it so much as I would say less is better uh, less don't do anything with anything if you can uh, get to the cushion. I'm not talking about that, about cutting back in your meditation for you particularly. But I, I can't, I'm not getting close to anything as you ask it, knowing you pretty well, that I would say that I would do anything with that other than receive it. More if you have it. There's something coming up around the area of failure of like not receiving. So if you don't do anything, that will become more clear. If you're doing things, anytime you do anything based on wanting that, not wanting that, or not wanting to fail, or wanting to be more clear about when you're failing, that whole area gets to, gets to be quite uh, uh, stirred up. Whereas doing nothing, uh, it's, it's like water, that you're not moving around much. And if there is any sediment in the water, it just starts to settle because you're not doing anything with it very nature of meditation is like that mind like water mizu no kokoro i think it was a japanese for it just happened to show up a moment ago when i first heard that 60 years ago mind like water just just let everything settle if something comes out comes up out of that it probably needs to Okay, then we'll close. Thank you. Hi, my name is Shoto, and I am a monk at Sokukoji, where I am committed to training my mind under the guidance of my teacher, Sokuzan. We rely on your support for much of what we offer here. This includes building projects to create space for full-time and part-time practice residents. Thank you for your help. 